everyone. Hi there. This is Holly. And Daniel. And you are listening to Halfway Saints. It's been so long since I've said that I forgot how we did it. You forget every week how we do it. No, I do Most not. Most weeks. No. Most weeks. Not true. Anyway, we apologize for our little... Um, absence. Absence. I was going to say, ba- say sabbatical. It wasn't sabbatical. It wasn't because it was July it- 4th. It was a holiday. I was going to say, isn't it sabbatical? Oh, boy. I want to say it's technically like one, like every seven years you take a year off, like the Sabbath. Sabbatical. Mm-hmm. And, you know, culture took it and reappropriated it to a different meaning. It's your, it's your least favorite thing. You hate it whenever words are reused. Not if they, like, not, sometimes I do. Like, not not if it, if the like meaning of the thing changes, then that's fine. Okay. Like if we started to say, "Hey, weekends are actually Friday through Monday," that just we change what a weekend is. So mm-hmm. we didn't just use the wrong word and eventually start using, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but what's the one that you always use as an example for what you what you don't like? Oh, um, begs the question. Yeah. Well, that's just a phrase people use wrong. <laughs> But they've it's, they've almost used it wrong. Well, things times. like awesome and awful yeah. are words that have been had their meanings changed. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry, sorry um, for the sabbatical. <laughs> sorry for a little break, but we had the Fourth of July for one week, and then uh, Daniel's mom and brother were visiting mm-hmm. the next one. Yeah, so we were pretty busy. We were pretty busy, and thankfully, not the fireworks did not wake up our babies. No, but it did sound like someone blew up the back of our house on like the Friday was it the Friday night before the 4th of July Mm -hmm. so last year I don't know if we've talked about maybe we talked about it but it someone like had a huge fireworks display basically in our backyard pretty much at like 5 p.m. yeah it was still light outside and it sounded like they were like it wasn't at 5 p.m. because the boys they're asleep so it was like one it wasn't yeah we had one baby (laughs) at that point um yeah it wasn't it wasn't that dark because we had just put Mm-hmm. Jack down, but it went out. They went off, and they were like gunshots, yeah. like right next door. So we were prepared for that this year, and they set off two at three a.m. at three a.m. on Saturday morning. Not even the Fourth of July, just practicing at three a.m. But then they did with only two. <laughs> but it did rain here on the Fourth of July that night, so maybe that deterred them from. Yeah, from that's doing possible. That. That's possible. But we hope everybody had a great Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. Even though that's like. I know it was a long time ago, 13 days ago. Years ago. Years. Um, and we hope that everyone has had great weeks. <laughs> <laughs> great couple of weeks since then. Yeah, but we've been pretty crazy. And having uh, having family over, it's it's always fun, but it's just, it gets harder with babies. Yeah. And it was... You can't do it as much. Right. And it was my mom and my youngest brother. And my mom would have been fine just hanging out with the kids. But my youngest brother is 12. So he, like... Got restless. He got, yeah, I think he got pretty bored yeah. pretty quickly. And, and he's he like, babies aren't that fun. Yeah. According to a 12-year-old. Right. And Jack just, like, followed him around. And, like, it was really cute because Jack wasn't sure if he was, like, a kid or a grown-up. Mm-hmm. Like, he would come up to me and, like, ask, like, Jacob hold Jack? Like... <laughs> Is he a grown-up? Can he hold me? Or is he, like, one of my friends and he shouldn't hold me? And it was just really sweet because he, he was kind of in between and didn't know, is this a peer or is this a <laughs> grown-up? Yeah. Um, and it was funny because he, Jack is in the hole, like, what's that? What's that? To literally everything. Mm-hmm. 
and again and again, even though you give him the answer. So right. he would be talking to Jake and be like, what's that? It's a battery, like his phone battery. What's that? It's a battery. And he was like getting angry <laughs> with him because he didn't understand that he's a two-year-old and is going to keep asking. Like, yeah. It's a battery. I just told you it's a battery. <laughs> I was like, Jacob, it's useless. Just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had fun. There was also a, a billion degrees. It's been oh a billion degrees. Actually, the like first two days they were here, we actually had a little bit of a reprieve. Mm-hmm. But it's been really hot here. I'm sure it's been really hot lots of places. but Yeah, probably but, worse than Philadelphia because the southern states get it pretty hot. But is there a heat wave down there? I think I thought, so. Is it? I don't know. I didn't know how far it stretched. Yeah, I don't know. But, but it's, it's supposed to be hot again this hot. week. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oof. And Holly had a... Um, a table, like a pop-up shop thing. Oh I'm not, my gosh. I've been calling it a craft show, which I feel doesn't do it justice. It's a pop-up shops for pop-up shop for artisans, makers, and businesses around the but, area. But it's a one-day pop-up shop, so it's not. It's not like a, a craft show. We don't have booths. You just had a, a table. table. Anyway, she had a a, a showing. <laughs> I don't know what you call it. <laughs> a pop-up shop is the easiest way yeah, to say it. Yeah, but a one-day one, so it's more your festival. A market. Sure. Let's go with that. A craft market. Okay. Anyway, Holly had one of those. Um, yesterday. No, wait. Yeah, yesterday. Yes- oh Today's my gosh. Sunday. I know. It was like four days ago. Yeah. But it, it was it was good. Holly, we... Except we, I, my spot was right in the sun. Oh, yeah. Holly picked the worst spot. I did not pick it. She assigned it to me. And it was like one spot away from the shade. Yeah. And from nine to two, we were just sitting in sunshine. Well, you had it because we had... I took the boys in the morning... And then Holly took them home to put them down for their naps and to feed Blaze. So I took over from like 11.15 to 2. Mm-hmm. Which was the hotter part of the day. Which we had decided off on No, it before. was fine. It was just really hot. and they don't, We didn't get him lunch or drinks oh, yeah. well, or anything. About, yeah. So I had to like run over to, there was like a bakery nearby. So I had to like run in there and get a bottle of water and then survive off of um, samples from the... <laughs> The, the guy selling poke. poke, which is like deconstructed sushi. That's what he told me. That's what he told me. It's from Hawaii, <laughs> but it was good. It was. So good. I had a small cup of yellowfin tuna with some rice and sauce, and that was my lunch. Mm-hmm. But it was fun. It was great. Yeah, it was great. I didn't sell anything. No, but <laughs> it's yeah. First of all, people were like too hot to do anything. They always come up to me I and know. be like, "It's hot. I like uh-huh. your stuff, but it's hot. I'm <laughs> going in the shade." That's pretty much I wanted, what they said. I'll sell you some wool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on this 98 degree day. Um, yeah. But we we weren't expecting to sell a ton. It was more no, of exposure. No, I just want exposure and You're, feedback. Yeah. People aren't really planning on going and buying like a substantial piece of art. Yeah, that's a, that's was a piece of art, Brando. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, but we're back. We're we're doing it. We're doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have been pretty busy the past couple weeks, but uh, hopefully soon it will let up a little bit. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe summertime. Well, yeah, we really, yeah. I think by the early August when I get all my deadlines done, I'll feel a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I just got these deadlines, two deadlines for the end of July, and I'm a little stressed about it. It's fine. It's fine. We'll get it done. We'll get it done. Anywho, um, we're doing fine. But lately, Daniel and I were struggling a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we both and we've also we've both been very busy yeah. just with life in the past couple of days. Because Holly's had, um, like she mentioned, work deadlines coming up, but she's had a couple of projects that had to be done quickly. And 
were unexpectedly unexpectedly large. Like I thought I had it under control, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden it got a lot bigger, and right. had to finish it in two days. Yeah, and it was just crazy. And Blaze hasn't been sleeping as well. He's gotten better the mm-hmm. past few nights, but for a while there, he was going through one of those sleep regressions, um, and so that was difficult. So we've been busy and more stressed than usual. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're still in a transition of our life. Yeah, we're still transition in the transition of going from one kid to two kids. Mm-hmm. We're four months into it. But every day it changes. Almost five months. Crap. He's going to be five months in two days. Yeah, you've been telling him <laughs> four months. You've been lying. Oh, man. Too fast. But we're five months into it. And you think that we would get kind of the hang of it. But the thing is that babies, it always changes. Babies change constantly. <sighs> it's great. They're growing. It's a wonderful <laughs> thing. But you think you haven't figured it out, and they change. Yeah. Sometimes it change for the better, though. Yeah. So. I mean, we're getting better. But it's just that we have to continuously adapt. Yes. But so we um, we have had our our own scru- struggles a little bit. Scruggles. Scruggles. <laughs> They're like scraggly struggles. <laughs> it wasn't a clean struggle. Um, I have been feeling really overwhelmed with the boys and with the. I I just have been feeling really overwhelmed to sleep. I hate how we're, how much a mom's life has to revolve around sleep and naps, and that there's so much ep- like emphasis on those things when they are they make no sense <laughs> yeah like you cannot plan for them like everyone's like babies need all the sleep but it's really hard to get them unless you just have a baby sleep. that sleeps a lot uh-huh. and if they don't sleep there's no telling at what means or why they're not sleeping mm-hmm. if they will sleep later on in the day blah, blah blah so if you have a deadline coming up and you're trying to get it finished and your baby's not sleeping you have no control over when you'll be able to get that work done. Yeah. Um, and my way, of, I was saying this, I think, in our last podcast, that whenever I have anything that goes on with anything in my life, I share it with somebody. And my way of dealing with my struggles was to completely live te- text it to Daniel. Mm-hmm. He's not sleeping. Okay, I think he's asleep. Oh, no, he woke back up. He woke up, like... What do I do now? I don't know. Blah, 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 blah. Peppered with various emojis. Angry emojis. <laughs> because nothing makes sense. And it just was so hard. And I'm here by myself. And no one is here to to hear me. And and I, and I was, like, we've talked about this before. And Holly's told me, like, when she does that, I'm not supposed to, like, try to tell her answers. She's just I'm just venting. looking to be heard. So I've been, like, good about saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That sucks. But... It just, it they just kept coming. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't, it didn't get any better. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't suggest anything. Just but there's nothing to suggest. I know, I know. Um, and so that was really tough on me, but it also was really tough on Daniel because Daniel has had his own struggles at work, which you can talk to right now if you like. Yeah, I mean, it's stuff I've mentioned before that just trying to figure out my like work situation and how how to deal with it, like, do I keep plowing through, like, am I just being um, capricious and, like, oh, I want to do this this week and I want to do that this week, like, do I have any other options, like, where are all these really great paying jobs that let you come home early, like, mm-hmm. so it's that kind of stuff, and then, you know, on top of that, Holly's at home struggling and there's really nothing I can do other than just text unsmiling, like, frowning emojis to her, you know? And saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, that sucks. And, like, 
that on top of some other issues that like I had realized like just needing like not having companionship at work Mm -hmm. and that was one thing I really noticed that is lacking between my last job and this job is that I really don't have any friends that I can just chat with at work and not talk about work Um, and you know a lot of my friends have just been super busy the past few months so it's really there's been no outlet for me Mm -hmm. and I don't want to come home and complain to Holly because I know complaining all the other well, times. Well, no, I know you've had, like, a crappy day. And, like, I'm the kind of person where if I... The conditions kind of need to be optimal for me to share. Mm-hmm. Like, if it seems like you're in a bad mood, I'm not going to try to talk about my feelings. Right. Because it's... Unless there's all the, like, planets align, I'm not going to be super open. Like, I'm not, if you ask me about something, I'll tell you about it. But I kind of think my... No one wants to hear about my problems. So if there's anything to discourage me from talking about them, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And so, yeah, all the while that I'm texting him, he's, he's just wishing that he could be home, like, while he's at this work that or at this job that he's struggling with. Which is one of the things I'm struggling with. Like, I don't want to be, be at there. work. Yeah. I want to be home with my kids. And I'm saying, I'm struggling, I can't handle this, and I need you home. It's not helping the problem. Right. Um, and then on the other hand, too, I was feeling really overwhelmed because whenever we would be home, or whenever he would be home, even on weekends or in the evenings, um, the responsibility wasn't being completely, um, I wasn't getting any kind of break because we've talked about this. This is not, I'm not, we're not no. rehashing <laughs> this or anything, but that Daniel is going to bring it up right now, <laughs> but that, um, you weren't taking place. Like mm-hmm. the only reprieve that I would get would be that you would take Jack and you would, um, do something with Jack, but I still had Blake the burden the you still have to deal with Blaze, which was who was giving you the most trouble during the day. Yeah. Um, because Daniel, like, Blaze won't take a bottle. And so, and for a lot a lot of Blaze's life, he had to eat, like, every hour. So, like, Daniel couldn't take him anywhere without me because he would need to eat while he was out or something. Mm-hmm. But now he's doing much longer stretches without needing to eat, but... Daniel's still in the mentality that he would need to eat, so Daniel just can't do anything to help right. Blaze. So I would think, oh, I'll come home and then, like, take Jack to the park or to the grocery store, and I'm helping, mm-hmm. whereas that wasn't what Holly needed. Right. And so we kind of, like, hashed that out, of, I don't know, like a week ago, oh, two weeks ago, something, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and it ended with, um, okay, Holly's going to complain to Daniel less, um, and... Daniel take off on more responsibility with Blaze. Kind of like balance that out. It, it, it wasn't that rational. Like, no. <laughs> this was like over the course of a few days, us realizing like, okay, these are the issues. And then later on, okay, here's how we fix it. Yes. But even after that, I still felt like there was a little bit, I didn't feel at peace with the way that we came to it there. And I came back to you um, and said that, I mean, like, we kind of, whatever. Yeah. Sorry, just thinking chrono- chronologically. Um, I didn't feel at peace with that, and so I came back to you and said, we need to find a better resolution besides just um, your struggle. Your struggling is making me struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, and what it needs to be is instead of that is your, I see your struggle, and I want to help you fix that struggle. Um, because it kind of felt like whenever we first, 
resolve the issue, it felt for me that it was like, okay, you're struggling, so... Um, it's your fault. Yeah. Well, it's your struggling, so keep it to yourself kind of thing. <laughs> That's how you thought about Perceived it. Perceived it, yeah. yeah. And so I still felt this burden, and I didn't feel like, like the lightening of it. Um, and so then I came back to you, and we talked through, like, okay, how are we going to help each other through these struggles? And for you... Um, I am going to like listen to you a lot more, make you feel heard, make you feel much more like worth at home, and that the time that you are home is more valuable. And so I can, uh, I won't need you as badly whenever you're at work, kind of mm-hmm. thing. And for me, um, you're taking blaze more, and um, I am complaining less, but it's more of like you're helping me through it, right? More, it's like this mentality change. And real quick, you talked about, um, I forget what you said exactly, but like lifting me up more and being more appreciative of what I do. Cause kind of Mm -hmm. part of it was, I felt like I'm at work. You're, this is my perspective, which we later found out was not the whole picture. Um, but for me, it was like, I go to work, you text me complaining the whole time. I come home, you're like really stressed out and you're like, just can you take him and go do something? Like, it's crazy until dinner. I put the kids to bed. And then, like, we eat dinner, watch a TV show, and then it's, it's like, 9 p.m. and time to, for us to get ready to bed. So mm-hmm. it was just, like, nonstop yeah. the whole time. And it just seemed like there wasn't – I don't know. Like, it was just nonstop, and then – like, I'd be like, all right, I'm going to do dishes or something. And you'd be, you would say something like, they'll just come to bed. And I mm-hmm. took that as you, like, I don't know, not wanting me to stay up on my own, you know, mm-hmm. and like have time to myself. Yeah. Where really, let's, let's correct the situation. <laughs> <laughs> really, I wanted Daniel to get the rest that he needed. I didn't mm-hmm. want him to feel like he had to stay. I was thinking that he was staying up because he like had to do all these things where I would, those are lower priority than sleep to me. Mm-hmm. So, but it was different priorities. Yeah. And I just needed to verbalize that to you. But um, the that conversation, I read this um, thing a little while ago that I really took to heart and I'm trying to, um, I guess, like live out a lot more. And it's shed light on this situation specifically. And it was, I saw it on Facebook. People say that Brad Pitt did not say it. So I don't know where it came from, but supposedly it's by Brad Pitt and whatever. It doesn't matter if he said it or not. I think that the message remains the same. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to read it. It's long. It's not that long. Guys, <laughs> come on. You can sit through it. It's fine. Okay. People think because we are rich and famous that we don't go through things, but we are real like everyone else. We are human. My wife had got sick. She was constantly nervous because of problems at work, personal life, her failures, and problems with children. She had lost 30 pounds and weighed about 90 pounds in her 35 years. She got very skinny and was constantly crying. She was not a happy woman. She had suffered from continuing headaches, heart pain, and jammed nerves in her back and ribs. She did not sleep well, falling asleep only in the morning and got tired very quickly during the day. Our relationship was on the verge of breakup. Her beauty was leaving her somewhere. She had bags under her eyes. She was poking her head and stopped taking care of herself. She refused to shoot the films and rejected any role. I lost hope and thought we'll get, di- we'll get divorced soon. But then I decided to act on it. 
After all, I've got the most beautiful woman on earth. She is the idol of more than half of men and women on earth. And I was one allowed to fall asleep next to her and to hug her shoulders. I began to pamper her with flowers, kisses, and compliments. I surprised her and pleased her every minute. I gave her lots of gifts and lived just for her. I spoke in public only about her. I incorporated all themes in her direction. I praised her in front of her own and our mutual friends. You won't believe it, but she blossomed. She became even better than before. She gained weight, was no longer nervous, and she loved me more than ever. I had no clue that she can love that much. And then I realized one thing. The woman is a reflection of her man. If you love her to the point of madness, she will become it. End quote. (laughs) (laughs) That's beautiful. You're going to get a Grammy for that. (laughs) Best recitation of a Facebook quote, which may or may not be from Brad Pitt. Um, But I really love the idea of the woman is the reflection of her man. When I first introduced this to Daniel, he was like, well, I mean, there's cases of mental illness or... No, I was just saying... Like, there are other cases where you can't... There's there are some issues that the husband cannot fill or help fix, no matter what you do or how hard you love them, like... And it has to, some issue. It also has to be this openness. Is, this on the is other true side. in a like a mutually loving relationship. Exactly. Um, but I think that that is a truly beautiful way to look at marriage. That um, to love the other, just as as much as you overabundantly, extravagantly. Oh. Whatever. Oprah abundantly. Is I think mine was a little precise. I was a little more I was precise. Adding on top of yours. How's oh, okay. that correct? So you're overly abundant in your description. Yeah, that was extravagant. <laughs> um, but to just lavish on love to the other is not to um, spoil them. It is like what they need from mm-hmm. you. And I mean, those two sentences right there, like, are almost like verbatim what I've been reading in the Pop Jacks book, mm-hmm. which is funny, um, for parenting. Um, and I've said before, like, there are some things in that book that I can do and that I can't do. But extravagant love for kids is something that I definitely think is is key. But in parenting, they say um, Greg and Lisa Popjack in their book, Parenting with Grace and Then Comes Baby, they talk about extravagant love and that I think that this not only fits into marriage, but it also fits into parenting and also fits into, you know, everything. The Mm -hmm. way that marriage has a tendency to do that. Right. Um, But that whenever Jack wasn't napping after Blaze was born because of the transition, all I had to do was to to get him to nap was just to love him more. Mm -hmm. And to just give him, like, over, over abundant love every, every day. And he would nap. So all, like, that's all he needed. All, like, he had a struggle, and I fulfilled it with love. Mm -hmm. And that's, uh, people are able, like, let's, I'm going to make a big concession. I'm no Brad Pitt. (laughs) (laughs) I can't buy you things, and uh, nobody wishes to speak to me in public. I can't only speak of you in public. It was a joke. Like, I can't. (laughs) (laughs) You're supposed to say, like, oh, you can talk in public. Oh, like, like, like no one you, will let me talk to them oh, other than you. I'm sorry. I didn't get it's it. It's okay. Like, <laughs> but you could do things like laugh at your husband's jokes and tell him he's funny. No, but um, loving extravagantly doesn't mean loving ostentatiously. 
or um, ingenuinely. In- Disingenuinely? Disingenuinely. I, I made up that word. Whatever that word um, is. No, but I mean, like, this doesn't mean you have to buy your wife chocolate every day or flowers. No. You don't have... You can't do it within your limits. Yes. Yeah, and it's not materials, obviously. Right, but he, he said a bunch of material things. I know though, he did. So that's why. I, as I was reading it out loud, I was like, oh, he, like, bought like, her a lot Flowers, of kisses, and compliments. Gave her lots of gifts. <laughs> it says it right there. Yeah. But... If you don't have a ton of money like Brad Pitt, um, just lavishing love upon them. Like mm-hmm. the other day, okay, so another thing that this, how this uh, came to fruition in our marriage is that I was feeling a lot of uh, self-conscious stuff. I was having self-confidence issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always have had self-confidence confidence issues. Maybe because I can't speak. <laughs> <laughs> but every time I'm in confession, I say I... Like, I have all these things that I consistently do. The priest always says, okay, you're putting all of that onto other people, and I think it's because you question, like, you worry too much about how you are perceived from other people because you have self-confidence issues and that you are not looking at how God loves you. You're looking at how the world loves you. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, priest. (laughs) Um. But I, we've had this conversation, but it was like Daniel and was comfortable enough with me that he was teasing me and joking with me a lot. And if I made errors, like um, this came to fruition because I accidentally walked. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I walked. This one was really funny. Like, anyone would have laughed at it. <laughs> I walked. Through the baby gate. <laughs> walk. You didn't walk. You like. It looked like a hurdler who like is running. It's the last hurdle, and they can't. They can't make the jump, so they just like plow through it. I was oh. walking. <laughs> I saw. I knew the baby gate was coming, obviously, and I was like, <laughs> I even thought, oh, that's interesting that Daniel would leave that undone. You should check to make sure it's undone before you walk before through you it. Before you walk through it. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> I just hit it and then kept walking. <laughs> like, she hit it and, like, kind of bounced back and then, like, followed through with her other leg and just, I heard, I remember Once three. Once it's in motion. Yeah. There were three distinct bangs. <laughs> so stupid. It was so stupid. But Daniel would not let me live it down. Okay. And it, it was funny. It's okay that you joked about it because that one was funny. But then for the rest of the day, it was like everything I did was like so funny. And I was just like, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I was done with it. And so um, that just brought to light the fact that like we've become so comfortable with one another that it's okay mm-hmm. to tease each other. But we've forgotten to lift each other up. Because we assume that the other one knows that we love them and that they're great and, you know. And also, like, I just assume it's a given that you are, like, way more talented and, like, gift, like. Rolls eyes. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Sorry. Holly rolled her. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, just take it for granted that, like, like, yes, Holly, you're more talented than me than me you are like more helpful than me like i i know holly has all these great things so i don't i don't think to vocalize them to her all the time like yeah. i just kind of assume she knows that right it's 
I'm not agreeing with you because I don't think that I'm blah, blah, blah. But, <laughs> but yeah, we get into that place, especially mm-hmm. in marriage, because we're with each other all the time. We just forget that the other person doesn't just know these things about mm-hmm. themselves. And the, I think it was like two days ago, we woke up and like the first thing you said to me, it was like, you are the greatest and um, you're so great with the boys and you balance so much and... Um, lots of things and then you kissed me and it was just like the best way to wake up and then all day guys all day he kept saying nice things to me (laughs) like really really nice things you would hug me every now and then and like it just was so great and I felt so good at the end of that day like it made this huge difference it was just like this is all I want I just want you to tell me how great I am. That's <laughs> <laughs> perfect. I think it's appropriate this is coming after our humility, our humility podcast. podcast. <laughs> well, but in, in that, you know, we talked about how humility requires other people in your life to lift you up. Exactly. I was about to say it. I was okay. about to bring it back home. Okay. But the fact that, like, yeah, if we keep this uh, cycle going of you lifting me up, then I won't have my, like, sinful broken brain won't resort to becoming prideful Mm. because I'll already be fulfilled in the love that you've given. Yeah. You don't have to like make it up for yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And like build up these walls Mm -hmm. to prove it to yourself, you know? Um, yeah. And so I felt so good after that. And I just, as I was saying earlier, like this is not only true in marriage, it's especially true in parenting that in all cases, like if you're like Jack has, he's two, the terrible twos, whatever. Uh, he has toddler tantrums often. Oh yeah. What did he have tonight that I wanted to hold him, but he didn't want, he said, no mommy hold. Oh, cause I had to come in and stop mowing the lawn. Was that it? Oh no. I mean, that was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but he like lost it right before dinner. Oh, because he couldn't sit in the big boy chair. He oh, had to sit in a high chair. Because we're eating spaghetti, and he has to eat that in his high chair, or it'll be, like, Everywhere. on the walls. Yeah. So, no big boy <laughs> chair tonight, just the high chair. Um, and he w- was really upset. And if he's, like, really upset, it's because he doesn't know how to control his emotions. Mm-hmm. And so he needs someone there to say, you're sad. Let's go through this together, and let's calm down together so that he can, you know, figure out how to regulate. Mm-hmm. Because um, he's not at the age yet that he can, not, like, understand that. Right. And so what I need to do at those moments, and when he is, like, doing tantrum after tantrum after tantrum, I'm like, okay, I have not given you enough attention. And the moment that I, like, switch gears and just lavish him with love, it's like a different kid. Mm-hmm. Literally. It's like a different kid. It's so easy to see it in a toddler versus Daniel. Like, <laughs> thank, thank you for... <laughs> Well, it's so Saying easy I'm because not like a toddler. I did. I didn't get to sit in a big boy chair. <laughs> it took hours for me to calm down. But we just toddlers. It's much easier to mm-hmm. see how this what we're saying uh, works because with us and adults, it just takes a little bit longer. Well, it's still and we like, build up more. It takes a while to, to figure out emotions. Sometimes, like sometimes you're just in a bad mood and you don't know why, and it might be like a couple days later you're like, oh, because. I talked to this person first thing in the morning and that upset mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, with it's kind of on a smaller, shorter scale with toddlers, but it's the same thing. Like mm-hmm. we have these things we struggle with and 
we need to work through them. Right. I think in marriage too, like little, little personality traits are like slightly, I don't know, inconvenient or slightly uh, like um, at odds with your own personality trait. Like idiosyncrasies. Yeah. At the beginning. But then, you know, we're five years into this, right? We've been married for five years. Five yeah. years, yep. Five years into this podcast. Because <laughs> you read that long quote. <laughs> um, but five years into it, we those little idiosyncrasies become bigger and bigger. Like they just, mm-hmm. like the um, the effects of them right. kind of get bigger if you don't address them as yeah, you go. Yeah, like if you, you know, leave uh, coffee cups everywhere with just a little bit of coffee in them <laughs> all over the house. Just kidding. But things like that, like, if you don't, it, it can lead to resentment. Right. And especially if they're more serious things, like, uh, like you don't, you're never the first one to apologize or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, things, um, like, I'm just using this as, as an example, but I love you. Okay. It's okay. But, like, you love to tease me. All right. Yes. And I do, too. And, and if I'm going through an issue or something, you, like, want to make me smile, and so you keep trying to, like tease me or make a joke or something and that's like not what I want at the mm. moment but like that little thing it's just like a it's like a small little ha- habit which doesn't it's not a habit because it's not that bad it's like it's fun and I do like to laugh at myself with you but it needs to be balanced mm-hmm. and going for too long without that balance and without checking that um it can get to us to where we were a couple weeks ago Mm-hmm. You know, where I was feeling really down on myself because I wasn't being lifted up. And I think it's worth saying with with any of this, it's very difficult to work out issues. And we kind of went through this when we were doing it. Like I think you said at one point, like, you just need some time because basically this, the way I'm feeling is your fault. Yeah. So with any of the, like, especially with a relationship like a marriage, like when there is something wrong, it's probably someone's fault you know it's yeah. not like an outside force causing this so it's it's very difficult to approach these kinds of issues and you have mm-hmm. to do it with like a really open mind and knowing that your spouse cares you and loves you right and it's not just being like petty or you know picking at you selfish well because even yeah. with like that if you'll say stop teasing me i'll kind of get defensive like mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was affecting, you know, like, so with any of this, it's, it's always difficult because with an intimate relationship, there's, there's a lot there, especially, you know, you're just two people. So if there's an issue, it's between one of you, you know? Right. And you take with, with your vows to your spouse, you've taken on the responsibility for their well being, mm-hmm. And so it's kind of on you to help them through it. Right. You know, and that's what we're getting at here is that, um, you, yeah, it's your responsibility. You gotta get them, like, you gotta get them to heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like been our whole motto all the time. But to do that, you also have to lift them up so that they can get, th- so that they can be, so that their cup can be full enough that it can overflow. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it has to come from the Lord first, obviously. Yeah. But you are the Lord's instrument in their life in a lot of ways, and. You got to be open and listening and perceptive to your spouse to see like, okay, if this is going on with you, how can I step up and how, how can I love you through it? What gestures can I do to, uh, remind you of the opposite negative feeling that you're feeling? 
You know, it's funny when I was at the the table for the um, what do we call it? A craft market. Oh my gosh, for the pop up shop. Oh. <laughs> yes. Craft market. Well, yeah. You get why? Because a pop up shop, it like fills a small. It's like a short term lease. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> nothing popped up. The tables folded out. Oh my god. it's a fold out shop. Oh my gosh. No. Um, there was because uh, we were on the end because Holly got there last. Oh my gosh! I did not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I like the teaser. <laughs> <laughs> Wears her down. <laughs> Shut up. Um, there's this uh, th- this couple like walked up. Um, and like stopped by the street with their, I think they had like a young daughter with them, and they just like proceeded to like have this argument about something, and I was like, they they have to know I can hear them. <laughs> they're like <laughs> they're four feet away from me, and like so I try not to listen, but there's two people arguing four feet away from me, and it was like in hearing their argument, I want to be like, yeah, we've had that argument before, mm-hmm. and it was like, basically the guy was saying, she. I guess she was on the phone for work and he like went somewhere like else and she was like, Oh, I didn't know where you were. And he was like, well, if you had stopped talking on the phone for five seconds or told me like, Hey, I'm going to take this phone call. Maybe you would have seen where I, you know, went. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't have to be like, Hey, I'm going somewhere. Like you should know where I'm going because we're here together. Yeah. And then he said something along the lines of if you had just apologized right after that, this all would have stopped. Oh and my I gosh, was like, you say that all the time. I know. Time. <laughs> Tell me about it. And it's, um, it's just, it shows the need, like, and you and I don't do this. Um, we don't even do this often where we're of the right mind to say, like, we're not both willing. We should be, like, tripping over ourselves to, like, apologize and heal the other. Right. Rather than, like, get. Being right. Being right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's really tough when you actually are right all the time. Oh, my gosh. I'm just kidding. But it was just so funny. I was like, yeah, like, it's probably happens to a ton of people. Oh, But, like, what changes is is that attitude of, like, what can I do to fix it? What what was my error in this situation? Right. And it takes a lot of trust to do that. Right. Because you don't want to, you know, if someone is malicious, they could just take, you know, Mm -hmm. not not reciprocate that feeling and then resentment builds up mm-hmm. you know if you're always saying like hey i'm so sorry about this this you know here's my fault in the situation mm-hmm. and they're like yep you're right you should be sorry and moves on it's yeah, very it's not a mutual relationship right there. yeah it's got to be in this like giving and receiving mm-hmm. and that's the, the thing time. with lo- like you cannot really love without being vulnerable mm-hmm. yeah because you i mean you really should you should be tripping over yourself to say I'm sorry no matter what the consequence is mm-hmm. consequence what what the person's reaction is mm-hmm. um but you're putting yourself up you're being very vulnerable and you're putting yourself up for they could take advantage of that mm-hmm. and you could like they could use that against you in a million ways and I think that's expanding this out towards sort of like the world or like all your relationships it's it's one thing to have that kind of vulnerability with your spouse but most people wouldn't even think of doing that with like a stranger or right. someone they dislike, mm-hmm. you know, or a group they disagree with, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, I just, I kind of am feeling called that I need to clarify a little bit, not clarify, but just give an example that like, if, like if someone, if a wife is going through a lot of really difficult, like 
uh, self-image problems and is dressing provocatively or is uh, considering getting Botox or, uh, you know, those are really dramatic things, but uh, <laughs> is just constantly shopping or um, trying to buy things to make themselves look better. Right, doing The so. husband would be perceptive and like to live out what we're talking about mm -hmm. would see that and just constantly praise her on how beautiful you find her. And uh, that would hopefully lift her up and kind of fill that struggle that she's having. And it's his like looking into her heart and mm -hmm. seeing that that would help him do that. Yeah. I just thought it was what are you clarifying? Just like wh what an we're example. talking about. Yeah. yeah, an example. More than just ours. Because I feel like ours got a little muddy. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know. Like our examples. I don't, I don't know if our... How universal they are? Maybe. I mean, I think there's a lot of couples and families who get stressed out and things slip out of notice, you know? Yeah. And it's maintaining open communication is key. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's a total cliche, but that's what helps relationships is knowing. Because you can't read each other's mind. Like you can kind of get a perception of what they're feeling, but sometimes if it's a new issue or something, you know, that they are afraid to share or, you know, if sharing it makes it come out more or makes it more uncomfortable, they may not be willing to share that. So it's just keeping conversation open. Yeah. Because you didn't realize that, you know, it was kind of driving me crazy for you to be live texting right. your struggles throughout the day and that I want to hear how you're doing, but it's just like rough on, like you're kind of making me feel those same emotions mm -hmm. at work. Like, oh, he's asleep. No, he woke up. This is terrible. I can't, you know, like, mm -hmm. what? Yeah. It's just, it just sounds so dramatic out of context, yeah, but it is. <laughs> I was being so dramatic. Um, so, yeah. But yeah, and for me, like, um, I was harboring a lot of it, resent, resentment towards you for not, like, building up my self-confidence. And that was manifesting itself in a lot of different ways. And it took a little while for me to look into myself and, like, why am I so angry with Daniel when he does all these little tiny things? Oh, it's because of this, mm -hmm. this bigger issue. Um, yeah, and like you said, or like what we've said, that this, like what Brad Pitt said. Um, <laughs> what Brad Pitt may or may not have said. <laughs> The woman is the reflection of her man. And if this is true um, of, like, almost like a universal truth, um, to spread this out, like you were saying, like, to the world, if the world is the, ref the reflection of how we love it, we're doing a really bad job. Yeah. Because we're in a really dark place right now. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that there's a lot of hopelessness out there right now, especially with all the terror and the violence and... It's just very volatile out there. I don't need to talk too much about that because we all know that it's true. Mm -hmm. But we are in a dark place, and I think that it's just because we have not loved one another well. Mm -hmm. um, and it's showing. I and mean, I think that we need to make a big change. Um, and it does start with families. Mm -hmm. It does start with marriage. But, also uh, but just, it also, okay. it, those things uh, reverberate. Mm-hmm out and yeah. so um then they have exponential effects right and as as christians we're called to to love everyone we come into contact with and i think it, what's helpful for me is to keep in mind is there's only there's only one enemy and that's mm -hmm. satan mm -hmm. yeah that's yeah i know the absent <laughs> you're like it's satan yep 
So I, I was just making I was gonna a, say, I was just making just a joke, but we're God, serious. So. Yep. Come on. I know. Sorry. What? Go on. Um, and, and it's very easy to to see people as enemies, mm-hmm. whereas like our job is to is to love everyone and to love them well and to love over abundantly, and it's it's not as easy to do that with someone you don't know as as well mm-hmm. and you don't you're not as close with, but just having that shift in attitude to like we're called to be Christ-like and Christ was never like you suck I hate you you know like he may rebuke people but it's out of love you know and I think we kind of get into a us against them mentality even within the church there's a lot of us against them mentality Mm -hmm. um and it's not it's not helpful you know no it's definitely not um, and there I saw someone was post all my things are about on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry about that. I'm working on it. But I saw <laughs> are someone you working on not referencing Facebook as much or um, not only having reference or Facebook to reference by living a real life or outside just... of Facebook and not checking Facebook all the time. Whatever. Blah, blah. blah. <laughs> um, but someone posted and was in reaction to one of the recent. Uh, tragedies that's happened and they were saying that like you just need to compliment one another or like they said like all this stuff about like loving each other and whatever but like I think it was a video I don't remember (laughs) sorry but that she said to compliment one another well and today I was at checkout at Kohl's and this woman had all these tattoos on on her body (laughs) (laughs) hopefully only visible on her arms yes yes um and i was really close to complimenting her tattoos and telling her that i liked them i even was like searching for one that i actually liked but (laughs) but the thing was i didn't really like any of them but i wanted to compliment her just because that would have changed her her day Mm -hmm. it would have made her day so much nicer oh it was a little comic book i remember a little comic strip talking about complimenting people oh i thought she had a comic she no, had tattooed on she her. had love with a heart oh. and um, she, <laughs> mom with a <laughs> no. And then she had this like flower on this other one. Oh, like a little peanut the other day. Yeah, my just... cashier at Target had a little peanut tattooed on her <laughs> arm. I don't know. I don't know who little peanut is. <laughs> maybe she's got a little peanut. Maybe Mary's her her babes. son. Yeah. Um, but I should have complimented her, and I didn't, and I regret it because that really does change someone's day. And if they, if we could just. Do those little things like I could have just and I did just check out like any other person, mm-hmm. but if you just do one up to love them a little bit more, like who knows what consequences that mm-hmm. have? Especially um, you. I don't know if we've mentioned this, but you had a friend who you worked with, um, and then like you were friendly with her, and she was going through some things, and then like a few years later, she messaged you and oh, had yeah. like a. I don't know if she was baptized. She had like a re- reversion to Catholicism mm-hmm. and just emailed to say thank you for just like being kind and loving to her and not, you know, just being a friend to her. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't any, you weren't like quoting scripture to her or anything. You know, like, I think she just knew you were, I don't know if you were Catholic at that I point. Wasn't. knew you were Christian and knew that you were kind of like a safe person who wasn't going to. Yeah, she her. said just she was just thanking me for listening to her. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of like we take that for granted, and sometimes it doesn't work out that way. You know, you're mm-hmm. not going to get someone to, you know, 
convert or you know repent Mm -hmm. just by being nice to them but i think it goes a long way especially and i think it applies to bigger issues too like with the the brexit stuff Mm -hmm. pretty much on the news you just hear like it's pretty much like oh those idiots that voted us out of the eu what were they thinking Mm -hmm. and from what i've heard of it that's why they voted out because like they felt it was older people who felt um like neglected and that their voices weren't being heard Mm -hmm. and i think that happens with a lot of people that you know they get whether or not they're right they're not treated like people and so Mm -hmm. you have these like odd backlashes that like donald trump got nominated somehow and like you know is that contribute you know as a contributing factor that these people just feel like no one listens to them. So they feel like they have to do something kind of crazy to get people to listen to them mm-hmm. or, you know, so I think just being open to just being, not writing anyone off as dumb or ill-informed or crazy, you know, like even if or there's wrong. someone, or, yeah, even if there's someone you totally disagree with who is, you know, anti-Catholic, you know, total opposite of, the values that the Catholic Church holds, we can't write them off as just being, like, stupid or an idiot. And I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of that in certain parts of the church, and I think it's really harmful. Mm-hmm. I think there is this, like, current of, like, sort of, like, tough love kind of thing. Yeah. But I, I don't think that's helpful, you know? Yeah, because there needs to be a balance. I mean, what it, the tough love thing comes from, like, well, we're telling them truth, so they need to hear it kind of mm-hmm. thing where it's like, well, you really need to hear, you need to let them know they are, they have dignity and they need to be heard and they need to be loved most of all. Yeah, and the, I think that the truth should always be accompanied by love. Right. Um, and it comes from a personal relationship uh, with them that you can kind of talk through them and work through the issues with them instead of just saying like, you're wrong. This is right. And this is why. So deal with it or get right. out. Um, and all of this, all of this only comes from Jesus. Like, mm-hmm. this is all just coming from wanting to live Jesus' love for one another mm-hmm. and put more of Jesus' love into the world. Yeah, because the, the only way we're really connected is we're all children of God. We're all made in his likeness. Mm-hmm. We are all made by him and loved by him extravagantly in extravagant ways that we could not even comprehend right so when you're when you're next time you're thinking why like i don't this person's not deserving of my love like well they're deserving of god's love so how can god love them but you can't right and it's like but it's i think it's so much easier or like something that might be more common you might not find yourself saying like, oh, I'm not going to love this person because they're not deserving of my love. Like you might not be saying that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, I say that exactly. <laughs> and I point at them. <laughs> <clears throat> but it can be really hard. Like, um, why should I have to be the one who yeah. deals with his problem? Right. Or that person's a jerk to me every day. Why am I going to do something nice for him? Right. Or like their problem's not my problem. Mm-hmm. Why? Why would I put that burden on myself? I've got my own issues to deal with. Or, like, I'm having a perfectly fine day. I don't need to go get involved with whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Or just, like, I don't want any negativity. Yeah. You know? I'm not going to open myself up to someone else's negative energy. Negative vibes. 
No vibes allowed. Harsh in our buzz. <laughs> um, but it's really, really, really easy to fall into those. Mm-hmm. I fall into those all the time. Like, it's so easy for me to have both boys. Like today. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. You did it. You said you're supposed to not do it. I know. Well, I already made one mistake at Kohl's I told you about. Okay. <laughs> but the other was when that that old lady cut in front of me in line. Mm-hmm. And I was mad at her about it. Holly punched her in the face. I did not, you guys. I did not. She um, kicked her in the back of the heel. No, but she was very, very old. And the whole time that we were in line, she kept scooting. She one, she didn't get into line behind me. She got into line next to me. Mm. And the whole time that we would like scoot forward, she would try to go farther and farther in front of me and scoot her little cart in front of me. And the whole time I was like, don't you dare. I have two screaming kids in the car waiting for me. So you have no right to come into my to cut in front of me and then she did <laughs> and i didn't say anything i was prepared to but another uh another cash register my tattoo lady opened up <laughs> and so um so i didn't have to say anything to this woman but i was going to i was going to say i have to insist i have children in the car who are waiting for me i have to insist that you're cutting them madam i must <laughs> insist <laughs> i mean that's what i was i prepared it that I had to insist. <laughs> I thought that would be the most polite way to do it. Maybe. But that is not loving her. She needed, for whatever reason, maybe her bones hurt whenever she walks. <laughs> maybe she, it's all bag of bones. That's the worst than I do. <laughs> she was really so old, you guys. <laughs> but so she brought, she might have needed to leave there just as badly as I did. I think that kind of goes back to humility, like not right. thinking your problems are worse Bigger than anyone else's than problems. Else's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So I should have been better about just it. Just everybody love each other. Everybody That's what... love. <laughs> just love. Where were we? Where there's a lady behind us at mass, and during the prayer of the faithful, it kept saying, "Lord, hear our prayer." <laughs> <laughs> I think that was at um, Saint. Uh, Saint oh, Bridget. Saint Bridget. It was at Saint Bridget. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was thinking her. Hear our prayer. And then the guy back in Salisbury, who instead of saying, peace be with you, would say, heaven smile on you. And he looked just like John Locke from Oh, Lost. yeah, he did. Bald Lit. head. He always wore bright shirts, like bright, like, not yellow, like gold-colored shirts. <laughs> heaven smile upon you. <laughs> heaven smile upon you. But heaven hey, smile we upon should... you. <laughs> we, so we should... Obviously, we have a lot to work on. <laughs> Shoot. But, yeah, you just have to be, you have to be loving. Who knows what the result is because mm-hmm. uh it's again the word love has kind of lost some of its meaning but love we are saved and redeemed because love entered the world through jesus mm-hmm. so if we're called to be christ-like we are called to be love incarnate mm-hmm. that's it boom and to really lay it down and i just i just want to emphasize once again because we extravagant love we got extravagant it extravagant <laughs> love but especially in marriage especially with yeah. your spouse like go above and beyond to your spouse love them fully and completely we can forget a lot once we get a little bit farther into it away from mm-hmm. the wedding because because the the love of a married couple is supposed to model that of um of christ in the of church christ in the church yeah and look what he's doing i mean things are we're in a broken world but he loves us a lot he did he would never like abandon us never he, he, he would never, here. yeah, he would never say, I'm waiting for you to apologize first. Nope. <laughs> I do. Hey. I'm working on it. It's okay. I'm working on it, guys. Um, all right, we've gone on long enough. I know. Sorry, it's a little long. 
It's okay. Um, but yeah, we hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for coming back. Um, if you if you don't mind, um, this we we are w- waiting to. There might be some big things coming up in our lives that could represent sort of a, a shift in how our lives are currently working. Um, but I we jobs. Yes. So just um, please pray for us that we can um, just be open to whatever this situation ends up being. Um, and that we can have wisdom and prudence to, to choose the right course of action for our family. Um, and just pray that we have peace about it, whatever the outcome is. Mm-hmm. Pray that the Lord's will be will be done. Mm-hmm. I keep saying that because I really think that the Lord's just will pray is, is my will. Oh. oh. oh well, we have opposite <laughs> things on there. No, I need to let it go. I need yeah. to let God take this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you have any questions, feedback, um, suggestions for us, um, like don't don't go on for fifty seven minutes. <laughs> Working on it. Um, please email us at halfway saints podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, like us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Twitter at halfway underscore saints. Um, and please know that we pray for all of you, all of our listeners. So. Yeah. If you have any intentions, email us. Yeah. Please. We. We yeah. would love it. We would love it. Sorry, I'm trying to be quick because it's 57 minutes. <laughs> All right. Uh, have a great, great, have a, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You're I know, I know, I blew it. <laughs> have a great week and we'll hopefully be back next week. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. <laughs>